0: Business Foundations for Mums, with me, Kate Butcher, is the podcast to listen to if you are a mum who is ready to launch your business, not sure where to start, or wanting to turn that sideline into something more serious. It will be full of practical tips, mindset advice, and inspirational and honest interviews with mums who are juggling business and motherhood. Supporting mums in business to turn your dream into a reality. and welcome to today's podcast. Today, I have my first in-person podcast which I'm really excited about. We're doing an interview in the same room which is what I initially intended to do when I first had thoughts of a podcast but Mm -hmm. the practicalities don't always work and Covid was still going on when I started and very much in place so it just never really happened so I'm really pleased that I'm actually getting to do an interview. Today I am welcoming Amy DeCivil to the podcast and Amy's going to tell us all about the fantastic business that she runs and how she juggles that with being a mother. So first of all, Amy, could you please tell us a little bit about who you are, Mm -hmm. what you do, a little bit about business and
1: family and how you juggle it all? So hello and thanks for having me. I'm Amy and I have a business selling my husband's paintings and sculptures. And I mainly do that online, although we have had sales that have come from come from online as well in person, which has mm. been fantastic. I am a musician, I'm also a teacher, and I'm a mum of two children, Hetty's 10 and Orlando's three. So it is very busy, but I like it like that, to be mm. honest. I, I always feel very kind of inspired creatively by lots being lots going on. And I think when there's periods where I'm not doing anything that's when I feel a little bit low so I always have mm-hmm. to get something going again yeah so I enjoy the, 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 the that busy that busyness in my life but so. if I'm not careful it can become a bit overwhelming mm-hmm. so I just try to manage it and, and try and find a balance where possible fantastic yeah the overwhelm is definitely
0: something that I don't know about you but for me it comes in waves yeah. of overwhelm and I think most people around me know that if I sort of disappear or withdraw from things that I'm doing for a little while it's because I'm in overwhelm and I need that time to get myself back on track and uh, I think it's it's something that a lot of us as mums in business Mm -hmm. do have phases where we do feel overwhelmed I think it's
1: quite a a frequent thing for a lot of us yeah and actually spotting the warning signs of that is is so important and I feel like I've got a bit better at that um, mm -hmm. in the last few years and and noticing when I need to take some time out um I think it's generally when I feel like there's an acceleration in my in my brain when I think I'm going faster than everyone else (laughs) I'm thinking why is everyone so slow (laughs) they're actually not they're just they're just calm (laughs) and I and I need to slow myself down so yeah that's that's one of the, the those those moments for me
0: amazing and tell us a little bit more from a business point yeah. of view so you sell your husband's artwork I do I tell do about the artwork so and... I guess
1: this might be a little bit different I've listened to your podcast Kate and they are amazing women talking about their, their own businesses you know as as in their their own kind of creations that they do them personally mm-hmm. and that's why mine's a little bit different because mm-hmm. I adore the art that Nathaniel makes and uh, he is wonderful at making it um, and I've been Pretty okay at, at selling it. and <laughs> I've kind of used all my interests, like writing and advertising and kind of reaching out and communicating, which I think are strengths that bring me a lot of joy mm-hmm. and I need in my life. And they've sort of just worked together. There's been a kind of symbiosis that Nathaniel and I've managed to work together to create something really lovely and that people seem to enjoy. Mm-hmm. and, I think for us it was it was very much a, a kind of process of discovery mm-hmm. about about that, you know, could we actually do it? Would people ever buy off the internet? Mm-hmm. That was a massive thing mm-hmm. because I grew up surrounded by painters. My 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 family are very artistic. Nathaniel's family, he comes from a long line of Australian painters. And we both grew up with a good knowledge. Of the challenges of the art industry mm. as a result, so I knew all about the galleries, I knew about all the private views and all the agents, and I knew the massive amount of stress that that can cause, and how difficult it is to make a living. And so, the idea that we would do something directly, where we would present work directly to to to, to people, to mm. to anybody, rather yeah. than right, we must have a posh gallery on Cork Street, we must have this. I'm mean, lovely, mm. <laughs> wonderful, and we have worked with galleries, and they've been incredible Mm. but the idea that we might be able to circumvent them yeah and and that we might be able to build relationships with people directly was new and reach a different audience I
0: suppose as well because there's a lot of people who myself I follow your account on on social media but I probably wouldn't think to go to a gallery because it's not in the realms of what I would do so you'll be reaching a whole new audience by by putting your art out there online
1: that's an amazing point, Kate. And I'm so glad that you said that because I'm unbelievably I'm really passionate. I realise that. And I'm like that about music as well. I feel like there is a lot of I I would say snobbery, but that's not specific enough. I think there's when you have an industry that also is affiliated to social status or to appealing to, a, you know, the super rich or or and an sort of niche market, mm. and it's also connected to what's fashionable, there's a lot of pressure on on people to like certain things or to 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 say that that they understand a trend in mm. art or music, and that makes me really cross mm-hmm. because I think that's just false advertising, mm. and actually people should be empowered to. To go with what they love, you know. So mm-hmm. if they see a painting or a photograph or you know any piece of art and they think I love that, I've mm-hmm. made a connection. They shouldn't then be thinking, oh, but you know, oh, it's not. I don't, I don't know about art. You know, I don't have the confidence to to go for that. And is it mm-hmm. the right thing? And should I be buying this, which I actually really hate, mm-hmm. but someone told me was a good investment? So I I want to cut through that, mm-hmm. and I want to people to think, actually, yeah, I am an art buyer, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm going to buy that because I love it, and you know, I don't care absolutely what such and such things (laughs) I'm just gonna I'm gonna do it
0: and art is it's it's such a subjective thing isn't it everyone has a different concept of what they like yeah and yeah tell us a bit more about the the type of I've seen yeah of course but of course a lot of our listeners won't have so yeah a little bit about what it's like
1: well I think what I love about it is it's very direct and I do use the word beautiful and I say beautiful advisedly because obviously that's also subjective but our buyers have told us that they experience joy when they buy a piece and that they have had one, one of our buyers who is she's, she's bought a number of pieces and she bought a, a major piece last year and she messaged about a month ago uh, to say that she will sit, I'm really not making this up, <laughs> she will sit in front of it for hours oh, with a glass of wine. And just really, it's almost like a meditative experience, which I think we should all feel and have yeah. that in our lives. And that is also what's brought back a core group of buyers to us. So they, yeah. they've they bought up to, you know, nine, 10 works. It's fantastic. Absolutely incredible. Because of the way that the pictures work in the home, as I say, that there's sort of there's, that we do different series. So Nathaniel has painted a lot of Italian landscapes because he has spent a lot of time in Italy. We go back there a lot. They're, you know, they for a lot of people having a scene like that to live with, where they've experienced joy, where they've you know been on holiday even just once and had mm-hmm. that time with their family, that's formed an emotional connection. So there's been lots of people that have loved those, and then other people that have loved the English landscape series because they love england and they love the countryside or the still lives he does lots of kind of very expressive large still life paintings of flowers incredibly vibrant colors in a kind of abstract landscape Mm. and it was one of those that that buyer was talking about when it it was one of those so it almost takes you into a dream state a dream world. if you do want to see them actually i should say it my instagram is at contemporary mum at at contemporary art mum Mm. (laughs) so I, I, I'm I the kind of, the, the communication with, with people and Nathaniel is the painter.
0: And that's the main point of sale is, is mm. through that Instagram account and, and where you put the the artwork
1: out through that. It's actually through the website. Through the website. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so. if people message me through Instagram and Facebook actually, because mm. I've realised that a lot of people are not on Instagram. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> And that's totally fine. I mean, I wasn't until fairly recently. In fact, I joined Instagram for this purpose. so there we go there we go there we go but um the website is has been so brilliant and i think i mean i i think if i if i was to to give any advice to anyone or any kind of point that's really helped us it is really get the best website you possibly can Mm -hmm. and and if that means bringing in a professional and making an investment absolutely go for it yeah because people have said to us oh your website's amazing or oh it was really easy or they've googled it while sitting in the audience at a concert because my husband's a cellist as well and they felt they felt that it's 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 so user-friendly and quick and all of that that stuff now we could never have built that so yeah we needed it we needed somebody great to do
0: that sounds absolutely amazing fantastic so tell us a little bit about how you came to be involved in the business how it
1: came about well it was one of those lockdown projects so the first lockdown I think it would have all it would have hit people in lots and lots of different ways from our personal perspective it was the music industry because mm. uh, my husband is is also a cellist and we know what happened to concerts mm. during that time it's been very well documented and that first lockdown I went into what serves as a studio in, 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 in our in our house. And I, I found a painting that he had done. He's always painted. He's always painted. It's always, and uh, it was a little seascape. And I looked at it and I said, I carried it through to our bedroom. And I said, this is really, really good. I think I could sell this. And he said, oh, no, please don't put it on social media. I'm so embarrassed, you know. I, because I think he was also, we're both quite shy mm. in some ways. Yeah. And... I think the idea of saying buy something Mm -hmm. is such a hurdle. Mm -hmm. I mean, for anyone, nobody wants. A lot of people, most people hate selling. There you go.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. So this was totally
1: new, and I said, "Well, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to do it," and I put it on Facebook, and that was in April. And I think we went into lockdown on March the 23rd. Yeah. And it just, it just went from there. Fantastic. People just. So he wasn't selling his artwork at all prior to. He, he was but he was selling it via he had a couple of galleries in australia Gosh. because he is australian okay. and he had he had a few pieces in there and he's always he's always painted his father and grandfather are both famous australian artists mm. nathaniel was a cellist I and mean, is a cellist and he's he's extremely highly focused on that but mm. he's always desperately wanted to paint you know more and more and more
0: fantastic
1: and so yeah but but the actual the amount of of sales and the amount of everything everything commercial really started then
0: fantastic yeah
1: wow that sounds amazing
0: what an <laughs> what an achievement to have created a business in what well, as you say so many people were finding it such a difficult time yeah. but you've taken that and made it into an opportunity and made it into something that works for you as a family. And as you said, you know, your husband desperately wanted to paint. Yeah. And now this has really has. taken off as something that
1: he can do. And yeah, it's created an incredible opportunity for both of you. I think it has. And it's. I have to tell you that the most important thing for me is that I really love the work. I love working with it. I love finding, sorting out the framing and working with people. Once they've bought the work, we will frame it with them so that they can choose what works with their home and what mm-hmm. they love. And I think a huge stumbling block, possibly, well, I'm just saying this, but uh, uh, things that I've found hard in my life, anything I haven't had my heart in mm-hmm. has been impossible. Mm-hmm. It's just been such an uphill struggle to try to persuade oneself to put the effort in. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yes,
1: I can relate to that. <laughs> and yeah. I think for for me... It's just easy. I mean, no, because, because you, you love it. No, yeah, I know, I know yeah. what you mean. But it's, it's. I'd say that once I've got it in my hands, you know, once, once he's got, he's done a painting that I just yeah. think that is superb. Yeah, I can't wait to show this. Yeah, to... absolutely. Having a passion for what you do is
0: a huge part of the success of of any business. I think mm. if you if you're passionate about it, it it's it's going to get you in the right direction. Absolutely. Yeah it's uh really important
1: yeah that's 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 what I found and I think that's why it's also had that sustainability and it has continued but I I think we were we were talking about it a bit before weren't we that if I if I had tried to start a business if I had sat down and thought right I'm going to start an art business I I just would have given up Mm. after five minutes Mm -hmm. (laughs) maximum because of those Enormous hurdles, you know, associated. Once you think about all of those things that could go wrong, and I'm going to have to do this, I'm going to have to deal with that, and then you're a mum and you're having to deal with, you know, the most important thing, yeah, your children. It's just lucky that we we just did it step by step and and it kind of had its own momentum. Fantastic. So you almost fell into doing
0: it rather than intentionally setting out to do it, which is fantastic. I think you're right. I think the the thought process of everything you need to do to get a business running and up, up and running and started is is so overwhelming. It's often a point that a lot of people completely freeze. And, right. and I was very similar. I think really? I, I started my business completely by accident. You. Um, absolutely, totally yeah. by accident. And I helped my sister with some virtual assistant work. Um, she was looking for a VA and I just said to her, I can do all of that stuff and helped her with some stuff to set up her business. And Three weeks later, she'd recommended me to three other people and I suddenly had clients and I hadn't started a business at that point, but it, it suddenly happened. Yeah. So, yeah, I was in a very similar position. It, right. it started before I'd realised. But I think I would be the same if I actually decided I wanted to sit down and set up a VA business. It's... I would have researched it. I'd probably still yeah. be researching no, me it too. now. And I would, I would have, have be... researched
1: it to death. And I would have been so intimidated, yeah. as I say, because the, the big guns, you know, you think about the art business and I mean, you just think yeah. Sotheby's Christie's, you know, all of, you just think what, you know, I'm just me, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. what am I doing? Who do I think I am? So the, um, imposter syndrome would be massive, massive, in massive, Absolutely. massive, massive
0: imposter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! Thank <laughs> you. And how does it all fit in for you in terms of like family life mm-hmm. and the work that you're both doing? Because you're both involved in this business. So how does how does that
1: balance for you? Well, uh, it's really tricky because I I work very well in very short bursts with a massive amount of energy. So what I tend to do, and this is this is probably a, a, a not a good model for for other people who are doing sort of slightly different things but i i sort of work in a project based way so when there is work created uh, or a body of work created i will then work very hard and flat out uh, promoting that and being in contact with people and, and that kind of thing and that sort of works better than trying to set set aside time every day mm-hmm. and and i know that actually there's a lot of advice that says that's what you need to do but it's just not practical for me because i i am really i know that if i don't sort of don't manage the most important thing which is the children and look mm-hmm. after them and make sure they've got everything they need then things fall apart very quickly absolutely
0: and I think as a mum you have to work in a way that works best around your family life yeah. and around the other commitments that you have because if it well like you say if you don't it all falls down you've yeah. got to figure out what works for you yeah. as an individual as a family as a business and and how that all
1: works together yeah so, I mean, yeah. think that that's why if anyone's ever noticed which they probably haven't there's a lot of social media during the school holidays <laughs> so I, I'm able yeah. to to do a big push on work when we've yeah. got holiday time and yeah. when I'm not at work as well because I'm, I'm also I'm a teacher so I'm working my days are are in the yeah, classroom
0: absolutely fantastic gosh mm-hmm. so much
1: to do <laughs> it is it is but I I'm very lucky in that I I love teaching and and the skills that I love about teaching are those skills that are coming into play so it's it's I love to be around people mm-hmm. I am really well, I'm quite shy in some ways <laughs> I actually I love having people around me yeah. and things going on and when you're teaching you know you have that joy in that lively atmosphere mm-hmm. so yeah sort of cross it sounds wonderful brilliant. brilliant and what would you say the best bit of advice is that you've been given since you started out in business there's so much <laughs> So much. I think one that I come back to quite a lot is don't self-protect, as in don't make decisions from a position of low confidence. Okay. So don't yeah. decide that you can't do something mm-hmm. because you won't cope. Mm-hmm. And I I feel like I wasted. I feel like I wasted a lot of time in my twenties, for example, worrying about not being able to cope and therefore not doing stuff. Like mm. even my teach, even training as a teacher. Yeah. Um, I thought, well, like I can't do that because I'll have to get up at 6 a.m. And I can't do that because I'll collapse.
0: <laughs> I know it's just so stupid. And then I bet you've done a lot earlier than I, 6 a.m. as a mum, haven't yeah, you?
1: <laughs> I really, I really have. And yeah. now it's just that's just part of it. And and I and I am doing it and I love it. And I, I've actually been quite ambitious in that way. And you know, with the with the art, oh, you know, don't do that because people will, you'll cheapen it. That okay. was that was another thing. You know, if you if you sell it, you'll you'll cheapen the mystique around art art in general. Okay. Uh, yeah. And and ignore that. Yeah. <laughs> you absolutely. just have to absolutely you've got to just forge ahead and just go for it and just get started because these amazing things can happen and don't be afraid of not coping because you'll have people around you who, who are going to help you.
0: Yeah. And I think
1: like you said in our conversation b- before we actually mm. started recording. You just have to get on with it. Yeah, you just do. That, that's it. You just know, you try. Just, just yeah. try. And, you know, also, selling is hard. Mm. It's really, really hard work. But I've always come back to you can't sell... Well, personally, you shouldn't. But you can't sell someone something they don't want. Yes. And I'm a big... Well, again, for me personally, I can't sell something I don't believe in. Well, there you. So those two things. Mm. So, But if somebody if somebody falls in love with the work and mm-hmm. this is what has we have found has happened yeah then it's just lovely then you just have a conversation about how to make it work for that buyer and that's what i love Fantastic. it's that it's that process but i would never i would never sell something i didn't believe in yeah. or that i didn't take joy from yeah otherwise it's um there was something else that that i learned from one of your podcasts a piece of advice that mm. i learned and i can't remember which one it was one it was in but it was absolutely there's two bits. Can I say two Oh, things? gosh, of course you can. Can I say two things? <laughs> something you said personally okay, and something somebody else said or something they recommended that I then read. But mm-hmm. the first thing you said was, do not confuse likes with conversion mm-hmm. to sales. Yeah. So something like, you said something about the amount of engagement on the post. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people think that if they haven't got more likes, they're not going to make sales, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's about actually converting those into an actual transaction. And for us, I have had buyers, and I just wanted to say this because it might be helpful for for people listening. I've had buyers who have not liked a single piece of work Mm -hmm. who have not commented. Mm -hmm. And then I've had a message. They've been watching the the work. They've been watching it. They've been following it, but they're personal attitude to social media Mm -hmm. is a is very much an observational absolutely just a bit more detached very much so and they might not be liking everything but those are people that have bought the
0: work yeah no it's so true I absolutely agree with that I've I've found similarly a lot of the the people in the past who I've converted to clients or who have commented on how much that they they maybe have enjoyed the podcast or whatever it might be and and when I look at their interaction that there isn't any and a lot of people will lurk in the background yeah but still be really interested in what you're doing and and often they're the people who are going to be your best clients so yeah I think that's really worth doing because yes like you say you can't rely on those likes, and likes are all well and good, but mm. they're not the same. People interacting and liking your stuff is is valuable because yeah, it, it does lovely. it propels your 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 content further as yeah. well. So yeah, it's, it's really important to have that that interaction, but it,
1: it isn't the same thing as you say as the conversions. So that yes. was new to me. Mm-hmm. That was that was really groundbreaking mm. because I I'm sure that other people feel the same. The pressure mm. to generate more likes or more comments or is is massive. Yeah. But as I if you can just sort of ignore that and just carry on anyway, even if something gets, you know, three likes or no likes, yeah. you know, do you just go with your gut, you know, keep going because there could be people who are following you exactly. and you are not aware. Exactly. Um, so and really
0: equally, cool. having a small and engaged audience young, is much old. more. That was, that was what you're going to say. so that a, a small and engaged audience yeah. is much more valuable than having loads of people following you who don't really pay any attention to what you're doing. So keeping those yeah. those, I suppose, my brain sees the at kind this of core the
1: core supporters yeah yeah absolutely. no Keeping that's them that's exactly what them. i was going to say mm-hmm. because i think you said it but then also there was a somebody referred like a lecture or something and I, I listened to it and they they were talking about it's much better to have a product that a few people love mm-hmm. than everyone quite likes exactly
0: because no one's going to buy something that they quite like right. but yeah exactly a few people who love something is is definitely the way forward yeah absolutely that's been very valuable to me fantastic oh well I'm, I'm pleased that some of the advice that you've valuable is stuff yeah. that you've learned on the podcast oh, that's fabulous no it really is
1: <laughs> I really love the podcast it oh. came it came into my life at exactly the right time which was when I needed really some confidence that 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 we were all trying mm-hmm. something and that it was okay to to work things out and mm-hmm. and that there was a community that was really wonderful Fantastic, fantastic. Thank you.
0: And do you have a favorite business tool that you use? Anything that you use and you find really
1: valuable? It's I. It, I don't think this is going to be groundbreaking for anyone. I I really like the stories on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I like the stories and on Facebook the stories mm-hmm. because they enable me to create almost like a diary. And with art, it's very much about the process, mm-hmm. and people follow and enjoy. The process mm-hmm. and the stories reflect that yes
0: your stories are great actually at showing the behind the scenes stuff I think there was one a, a couple of days ago of you doing some framing oh um, yeah <laughs> and, and things like that you know you, you don't necessarily get to see those things mm-hmm. on the website necessarily yeah, or on, on your your social media feed mm-hmm. but On the stories, it's a really good way of showing that behind-the-scenes stuff, what actually goes on, the reality of it, and to get to know a bit more about you and your business. And as we all know, people buy from people, so if people can get to know you a little bit through your stories, that's so
1: valuable. I think. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Well, that's that's what I use. I mean, pretty much every day, Mm -hmm. although it's not always the case
0: when (laughs) when other things get in the way. You can every day when you every day
1: in patches. (laughs) Yes, during the holidays. (laughs) exactly and do you have a favorite business book at all well I tell you for me the the most valuable reading I've done is anything that is that gives you confidence mm-hmm. and, and I have got a, a title that has helped me lots but also I think if you can gather around you literature that that really chimes with with your values mm. and makes you feel courageous mm-hmm. you'll find it you know often it's it's slightly obscure philosophy and that kind of thing to get you to see the bigger picture because there's a lot of i feel like there's a lot in society that wants us to come down to earth you know no just you know just forget about that and just do your thing and don't have those dreams come back to reality and it's it's the functionalization of of our lives and that's actually that just kills it kills joy it kills creativity so gathering around you the things that make you feel like you can dream and you can Embrace creativity as a as an important part of your human experience. Mm. Do that. Find <laughs> that literature. Do that. Do those activities. But on a more specific level, mm. I went to the library about a week ago and I found a really good book, and it's called The Extra Hour, and it's by three entrepreneurs. It's by Will De Bao Din, and Jerome Dumont, and it's just about protecting your time. So if you're like me and you get distracted and you've got like a three billion trillion things to do and going on in your mind, mm. it gives you some very basic techniques to improve your productivity yeah, in a very easy way to protect the time for your business and for yourself. Absolutely.
0: Um, and what sort of, you said it gives you some some tools and yeah. some techniques. What sort of thing does it include in there? Can you give us a couple of examples? I'll give you a
1: couple of examples, but I think. Lots of your listeners will be amazing at this already, and and this is very much uh, this is very much a text for somebody who who needs to be more organised and and doesn't know those techniques. So apologies if if you if you if you know these already, but it's things like time blocking, obviously, mm-hmm. but things like uh, managing your emails because for me, my inbox had thirty thousand emails in it yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I'm a bit extreme when I like something, I, I go for it, and so I deleted all of them. <laughs> yes, <A whole laughs> lot. that
0: honestly fills me with dread. <laughs> There's
1: none. absolutely There's
0: nothing, left. nothing left. There's nothing oh. left because I just oh. thought,
1: oh, you know, I can live without it. It's got to go. And I do feel differently.
0: Yeah,
1: it's it talks about how you have to archive things. You know, put things in folders. Yes, which is very important. And yes. I think maybe this is a bit more. This is a bit more impressive. This piece of advice. It's about fundamental investment so investment mindset okay yeah because obviously we all know we are kind of wired for short-term yes. gain yes as human beings that's yes. completely fine we, we know that it's about putting aside the time to invest in the basics and the fundamentals so that everything else is easier learning yeah. foundations fantastic and also automation of repetitive tasks yes which I liked as well. So yes. really, if Absolutely. something can be repeated again and again, find a way for it to, for technology to do it for you. Absolutely. And do you know what? Actually, Amazing. before you arrived for the interview
0: today, my, my morning has all been about automation. Oh. There we go. I've been working with some clients today on some automations that will help oh, them to speed up a variety of processes. Automation is so important. When yes, you it. can do it, yeah. it, it's just so helpful. So helpful. Yeah. Whether it's automating your... You know, when someone signs up to your email list and automating a welcome response or a welcome sequence or whether it's automating. I was just messaging with a client this morning about automating it so that they've used an integration tool Mm -hmm. so that the posts that go out on one social media platform are automatically posted to another because they don't have a scheduling tool that works for both. So they've found an automation an integration tool that will automate the the two things and just those automations that just
1: speed things up and make things easier are so important this is all new to me i didn't even know what automation was Mm -hmm. so this is this is massive and i'm hoping that this will really help me as well fantastic i love a bit of automation (laughs) (laughs) where you can it's amazingly helpful yeah
0: fantastic so before we finish Please could you give us a little bit more information? Yes. You've given us your Instagram handle. Yes. If you could give us that again. Yes, I will. And tell us more a little bit about the
1: website be, <clears throat> and yeah. where we can find you. Okay, so on Instagram, I'm at Contemporary Art Mum, mm-hmm. all one word. And my website is www.nathanielboyd.com. And you can see all the art there on Instagram. You can see all the paintings and sculptures, but also the process uh, behind it. So we have lots of kind of videos of the work being made. Um, and then, yeah, and then you can you can just enjoy it and, and enjoy what we're sharing, I hope.
0: Yes, definitely <laughs> will
1: be. Definitely. Wonderful. Thank you so much
0: for your oh, time, Jay. It's, it's been really lovely to meet you in person, Amy, after we've interacted yeah. online. to actually <laughs> have a, a human interaction. So thank you for coming along and joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us here at Business Foundations for Mums. You can find all of our episodes, show notes and blog posts at businessfoundationsformums.co.uk. You can join our free Facebook group called Business Foundations for Mums or our low-cost BFFM membership for additional resources and support. And you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook.